Welcome back, Chris. We're back, <laughs> it's twenty. Baby. It's 2022, and we're back in this hot seat of the podcast, and uh, the podcast hot seat, that is. And, and Chris, it feels good to see you again. Um, it's been a little bit since we've recorded. We've been out gallivanting in uh, the holiday spirit. And, um, you know, I guess the first question is, how are you today, Chris? How are your energy levels? Oh my gosh, Ethan. Uh, happy 2022. Happy New Year to you, to everyone who's listening. I feel great. Um, I yeah, feel man, this, fantastic. I feel great too. I don't know There's what some it good is. energy in this room it's, today. It's a weird combination of, you know, it's the new year. I'm getting back to my routine. And like you said, this is the first time that we've sat down in the podcasting seat uh, since December the 9th. So uh, for those listening, we we pretty much banked the entire month of December in one, one week. We were recording mm-hmm. episodes every single day to get that done because we were doing some traveling. We were spending some family time. And frankly, it's nice to have a break every now and then. So that's what we did. But we're back now. It it made the most sense, Chris. And it really was such a baller move by us. I mean, oh, yeah. we got we got some time to sit back and relax. And, um, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell because we kept it. I think we, we kept it topical. We we acted like it was the day of. So we were <laughs> pretty clever out there. Until now, until <laughs> yeah, we're dude. telling them. But. Yeah, how would they know? But um, but no, Chris, I don't know, man. I, I was wearing I just I was wearing my Birkenstocks this morning. No socks. Uh, yeah. It's like 25 degrees out. And it just gave me energy. I was just, you know, cold feet just gives you good energy sometimes. I know you do the same. We love uh, yeah. wearing Birkenstocks in the cold. I agree. And, and, you know, good energy can be found all around. It can be found in some coffee. It can be found in some, some cold Birkenstocks feet. It can be found in doing a fucking podcast. I mean, you got to look, you, you don't have to look very far to find these, these things. And uh, we've got, we've no. got it coming at us from all angles today. And this is, this is guys, this isn't even just the new year's like resolution shit. This is just us being generally ready and ready to rock and roll. And we're just feeling good. I mean, this is, uh, this is wholesome. You know what I mean? I feel great, yeah. Chris. Yeah. We're, we're, we're fucking back. Feels good. And, and today's gonna be a good one. I mean, we did, we do exactly what we were getting right back into it with the question and answers. We put the, we put up the picture of, uh, what's his name in, in flight? Uh, what's the actor's Carling name? Carling Mays, he, John Goodman's character. John, John Goodman. So we've been posting some John Goodman stuff and, uh, Dude, he's just such a good actor. Yeah, and, I mean, and I have to I have to interject real quick here. So in, in case in case the listeners don't know, although I have a feeling <laughs> that they've gleaned this by now, um, Ethan, you and me have this habit of we find something that we think is particularly funny. And we just reference it incessantly until we kill it. And then we pretty much don't yep. mention it again for the rest of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this has happened with many things in our lives, both personally and on the page. Um, and, and this is happening with uh, with this movie Flight, which Denzel Washington was in, uh, particularly <laughs> the John Goodman scene where the banana boat uh, arrives and uh, Denzel, Captain Whitaker is hurt and he needs, he needs the banana boat. And, uh, you know, in a way, you know, the podcast is the banana boat. You think so, Chris? I mean, I think people want it. By the end of the week, they're kind of hurting for something like this. And come Friday, this sucker comes revival. out and gets them feeling good. Well, I, I think I'm pretty positive that that scene is going to make an appearance on the page because we've done a, we've done a good <laughs> job of mixing in movies this past month, and it's been pretty fun. I mean, yeah. I love I love movies. I went to all two movies over break, actually. I saw Spider-Man and uh, The King's Man, and I just love a good film. You know, yeah. I actually I ended up hitting a, uh, a an inadvertent Denzel Washington trio, a trifecta uh, within like three days. I watched American Gangster. I watched Flight uh, and then I watched Remember the Titans. So that's kind of that's kind of wound my clock the last uh, couple of weeks. And uh, wow, I there's a lot the, of good scenes you could post from those movies, too. Yeah, Grunge Bible is going to develop uh, an arm that is uh, this movie Bible. So 
um, you know, that's that's kind of happening. Hope you guys are here for it. If you're not, uh, I'm sorry, but I we're not going to change what we're doing. Um, speaking of things that we're not going to change, uh, there's one thing about this show that we're never going to change, and that is Ever. that the the first topic of substance that we discuss every single week until this podcast dies is the individuals who are gracious enough to support us. So between the last time Amen. we recorded and today, it's been about <sighs> a month, and in that time. Ethan, we have some new members of the club. Oh yeah, we do some big, some top tier members too. We have we have three new top tier members that at some point through the final months of 2021, we're like, you know what, this thing is important. I want to contribute, and uh, we're very very thankful for that. And those individuals, those three that have decided to join the group, uh, they're Bubby, Millie, and Rachel Corning. So to those three. Welcome aboard. We're very happy Welcome. to have you. Uh, Welcome to the banana boat. <laughs> the banana boat is rolling out. Uh, we can't promise you that it's going to be a smooth trip all the time, but uh, hopefully it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I love I love getting those notifications, and I always wonder I always wonder what it is that took it over the top. Yeah, what, what was the straw that broke the yeah, camel's back? Sometimes sometimes we get reviews, and it's like you know that last podcast I finally did it, or sometimes it's it's just a post and you're like, you know, I've been listening, but then I saw that post and I decided that was time. So, um, you know, leave, leave a little, a little message, a little comment of like, why, well, yeah, you know, we'd love, we'd love to can. know why. Absolutely. Yeah. So those three, uh, uh, to Rachel, Bubby and Millie, we're very happy that, uh, you are on the train with us. You're on the boat with us. Uh, and, uh, those individuals join Alexis Shannon, fuck soup, Jamie Lynn, Kayla Jean, our number one fan from Australia, Laura Nyrene, Marianne, Shannon Gorgon, Sue, Sonny Mashburn, Victor Schaefer, Release, and Jade Mercado. Ethan, that group's becoming quite a mouthful, which is uh, I know, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is 100. That's probably the most badass thing we do on this. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got 16 in the group right now. That is a uh, that's, that puts us over 30 total for sure. I think we're like 32 total Yeah, I think so. Patrons, over 30 so. total patrons and 16 <clears> in that top group. So uh, we're ready to start 2022 with you guys on our team. And uh, there's nobody else that we'd rather have uh, heading into this thing with us as we uh, drop this first episode of the new year. So, um, Ethan, before we get into the question and answer sesh that we have pre- prepped, I do need to get your opinion on something. All right, shoot. Let's hear so, it. It's the beginning of the year, 2022. It's a clean slate. And with this clean slate, a lot of people are sitting there and they're thinking of things they might want to do a little differently with their lives, you know, and and they might resolve to make some changes in their lives. And, you know, I I need to hear what your thoughts are on New Year's resolutions. Uh, Yes. I, I'm wondering if I'm just setting up for a screen rant by Chris Salona here when I when I when I finally kick <laughs> it back find to out you soon. <laughs> yeah, once I kick it back to you, but I'll, I'll bite. I'll, I'll take a swing. Uh, New Year's resolutions. What do I say? You know, um, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna zag on this one and and say I don't hate them. I think that I think that it's a great time to kind of reset. I mean, the problem is people do this stuff all throughout the year and then they don't hold. hold hold themselves accountable for a lot of things. So it's just a bigger one to do it. But you know what? I I do, I do love it. I love the idea of people setting up, uh, you know, setting up boundaries or setting up maybe accountability partners or, you know, workout partners and and all this stuff to kind of set up goals. I think that kind of that introspective and reflective aspect of life is really important. So, you know, if you can get, if you can get thinking about some uh, certain things in your life, um, it's great. As far as it comes to me, uh, (laughs) 
we're back into the flood, Chris. Same old trip it was back then. I'm not changing a damn thing. No, <laughs> fucking right. No, I'm not changing anything so, either. What about you though, Chris? Where where do you where, where <laughs> do you land so on the glad barometer? That you asked, Ethan. <laughs> and you know, I have to say, my entire life that I've been cognizant of New Year's resolutions, I have fucking hated them. Right. I, I thought they're bullshit. I don't understand why some arbitrary line in the sand is all all of a sudden <laughs> going to make this big difference. But you know what? I don't know if it's because I'm in a good mood today or if there's been some sort of seismic shift in my brain and how I approach things. But to be completely honest with you, I don't hate them either anymore because I realize um, New Year's resolutions, if I don't use them, they're not about me. It's not up to me to like or dislike them. And I know that there's people out there that look look towards January first and in, in, in a new year as a, as a hopeful thing and as a good opportunity, as a good line in the sand to change things. So, you know, if you asked me a year wow. ago, I would have hated them. I would have been slandering them right now. But honestly, if they work for you, and if if you enjoy them, if you appreciate them, if you find value in them, I want you to use them. And I'm really happy that they exist for you because everybody has that something that can help them become better in whatever way that they're hoping. And for some people, it might be this. So you might as well use it if it helps. Wow. <clears throat> that's very touching, Chris. Um, yeah, you weren't expecting awesome. that from me. No, I wasn't <laughs> do, you think that, do you think that it stems from, so uh, our last episode was obviously the, a, a year in a review and a recap and kind of going over some stuff we're thankful for and the growth. Um, I think, do you think like, have you been thinking about say growth more often this year that maybe it's just, it's one of those things where you're like, huh, like, you know, setting goals and sticking to them. Like, are you more, just more cognizant about it this year than last that you're like, you know, it makes, it makes so much. Cause I was thinking about that when I was listening back to our podcast, I was like, you know, yeah. having goals and, and accomplishing them, it makes you appreciate uh, discipline more and it makes you totally. appreciate like what you're doing. And I think, you know, looking at, if you didn't hear, this is our 43rd podcast. <laughs> I love that joke. KG <laughs> haven't heard. We've um, never told you, you know, that before. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know this, but um, yeah, do you think it's just, do you think you may be a little bit more uh, reflective this year than in the past and that's why you're kind of like really onto it or what? Yeah, I, I, th I think the change for me is that, um, I don't know, I guess I've just become more aware that there are more than one paths to a good destination. So for me, like I've, <laughs> I've valued my consistency and my discipline and I've, I've taken a lot of time throughout my life through various activities and choices to try to develop those qualities, you know, so just because I might have them more so than somebody else, or I, I'm able to call on them when I need them doesn't mean that other people um, who are looking for them have to get them through the same avenues that I uh, acquired them through. So I think that's my big shift in thinking that, you know, just because I, I've always thought that New Year's resolutions and, and different things like that were, were bullshit and that you should just be able to do stuff on your own. Like some people like it's helpful. So, you know what? I, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm taking my judgment out of that game and you know, I just, how, whichever path people see progression through, I think is something that should be celebrated. So if January 1st came and you're hopping back into the gym or you're trying to eat right, you're trying to, you know, quit smoking or something like that, you know, if that's the, if that's the dedication or encouragement that you need, it's awesome. You know, I'm glad mm -hmm. that it exists because it's going to help you. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And um, I think a little exercise I want to do is let's make a New Year's resolution for music at the end of it. So when we do Song of the Week, we'll do like, what's our what's our New Year's resolution for uh, listening to music or consuming music 
uh, we won't we won't do like our personal weightlifting and all those goals. No, nobody wants. Sure we, nobody gives a shit yeah. about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's on our that's on our other podcast. But exactly, um, there's a lot of good a lot of good stuff. Just like you know, listening to more uh, fish or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited for that exercise. We'll do we'll do that at the end. So think about it throughout. The, we'll just think about it when they're in the spot. But uh, oh, that'll be percolating, right, Ethan. All right, shall we get into some question and answering? Um, we shall. And I have a very important note about uh, this Q and A session. Um, so as, as we do, we conduct them through Instagram. Uh, we, we solicit questions through Instagram. And um, in the time between now and our most recent recording of an episode, which was on December 9th, we have a new follower on Grunge Bible, and that is none other than Daniel Johns, formerly mm-hmm. of Silverchair. And I was just reminded of that because he viewed our story asking for Q&A uh, <laughs> uh, submissions. And unfortunately, yes, this that. time he did not submit a question. <laughs> But uh, we're trying to reel him in. I, I think I think I would love to have him on the show at some point. Let's message him. He has I a show of his own. I would. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll message him right after this. We'll shoot him. Yes. We'll shoot him a so, DM. We'll just play, hey, yeah. Man. So very quickly, you know, without getting too far into it, the genesis of this um, this um, exchange of followings was that uh, I had posted a really really stupid meme with Daniel Johns's face and then a Maroon Five lyric attributing it to Kurt Cobain. Uh, mm-hmm. And he commented on it and said, one of my best lyrics with a heart. <laughs> and it, it was absolutely hysterical when he did that, just being a good sport about it. And uh, so I replied and, you know, just, you know, sent him much love or whatever. And he replied again and, and then he followed us. So the relationship, the, the kindling is there. We're, we're, you mean, know, we're, we've you got the materials to make fire you, here. Yeah, you could say there's something to to that little exchange. I mean, that's how true love is formed. So exactly. I don't know. Maybe so. maybe he'll be maybe he'll be a, a a steady guest for us one day, or maybe he'll just be friends with us. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. We so we've had um had a few people comment. We had Wes from Puddle of Mud comment, correct, Mr. Puddle? Yes, we had him. <laughs> uh, we had Fred Durst comment. Uh, of course. Douglas Robb from Hoobastank has commented Hoobastank, before. Yep. Uh, Matt Cameron has liked a bunch of posts. So has Ben Shepard. So. Um, you know, well, well, that was enjoyable. <laughs> that was very enjoyable. You know, you never know. You never know who's 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 at that doorstep. So the time is coming. Uh, but Ethan, people have questions for us in the new year. <clears throat> yes, I do, and we have answers. We don't have maybe not the right answers, but we have answers. Maybe not the answers you're looking for, uh, but we do have the answers. And uh, if I could pick the opening question, I, I would be very happy to do so. And I think it's All one right. of the ones um, that are certainly. One of the most important ones um, that we were that we were asked today, and that is, what is your favorite Lane Staley hairstyle? Oh yeah, this is a great great opener, especially with the new year. People are going to want to have a new change, maybe cut their hair, change yeah. their name. Um, so I was uh, I, life I, I, for fortune and fame. <laughs> I actually looked up, and we, I'm sure we'll post a picture. There's a there's a great timeline of uh, all of Lane's hairstyles throughout the years, and um, I think my favorite my favorite hair by him has to be uh, the '91 when he had the dreads, and it was like a lot longer, but oh, it was yeah. like dreads, and it was the young the young Staley, and it was just you know just fun, just crazy. I mean, long hair. You know when people have long hair, you know. Uh, it's more fun. It's, you know, you know, you lot, know what it's about more, when you, you see know someone it, with long hair. You know what they're into. You know that you know what drugs they use. <laughs> but it just, <laughs> it's just such a great uh, commitment, you know, to grow your hair out like that. So, and I love the dreads. Um, I do think that his, I, I think his short hair and his unplugged, um, 
the, the his unplugged hair. Like when he ha- when he has shorter, he looks he looks pretty. Probably the best that way. Like he probably looks everybody looks a little bit better with sh- short hair. Yeah, and and we can say I, that as being because we've had long of the, hair. Of, yeah. of the men having long hair department. Your hair was incredibly long, and mine was down to my shoulders at one point as well. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in full agreement with you there. Uh, the dreadlock lane gets my stamp of approval, and if I had to pick a runner up, um, I would pick the. Um, the hairstyle that he had during the Mad Season era at the uh, Live at the Moor concert—it looked like he had the uh, like he was tight on the sides and he had the long hair mm-hmm. going over the back, which is funny because that was in you know that was in 1995, I believe, and and that hairstyle is still quite popular. You see, you know, you see men with that hairstyle, you know, currently. So uh, Lane, Lane Staley, trailblazer, um, singer, songwriter, human artist. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely Dreadlock Lane would be my selection. That's a great, that's a great selection too. I mean, I mean, or that's a great uh, addition with the slick back hair. I, mean, yeah. I, I do like that one too, with the sunglasses, the sunglass oh, yeah. look. Yep. Um, I got, I got another question that um, I thought was great and had me thinking a little bit because I was, I was doing a little brainstorming, but totally. if you could create a band with anybody from the big, the big five they they said the big five band, so I'm assuming Stone Temple Pilots, and then the big four. What about um, Scott? Who uh, who would be in your band? And they said uh, you get a drummer, bassist, guitarist, and frontman. So four piece band because oh, I was fuck. thinking about so so you need to narrow it down to four. Um, and there's a lot that goes into this. I was actually I was kind of thinking about it because you have you know there's people that can do multiple things. You want to keep them. You might want to put them at different areas to include them. So. Um, did you have a time to think about it? If you didn't, I can go first. But if have you, have you thought I, I, about this? I did yet? have some time. I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts first because I uh, when I first saw this, I read the question incorrectly, and I thought I had dominion over the entirety of the 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 early '90s grunge scene. So some of mm-hmm. my some of my selections right. are are apparently not not applicable to this exercise. <laughs> and that's a total yeah, that's a total different one. That would be a lot of fun to look over. So, yeah. um, but I, I I so I was looking and I. I it was tough because you only get one front man. That's right? it. And there's a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good people up front. So, and you know, and they only get one, one bassist, one drummer. So I decided to go with, we'll start with the drums. So I decided to go with Dave Abruzis on the drums. Um, of course I love, I just, I, I love his style. It's no, it's no um, surprise. I was really close to picking Dave Grohl for uh, the drummer though, but I didn't. And you're going to, and, and, and there's a reason why. It's because I put Dave on the bass, and I know, <laughs> I know that can Dave does bass guitar. Do <laughs> of course, of course, Dave Grohl can play bass guitar. He he has a, a few. I mean, he recorded the whole first album for the Foo Fighters. Uh, he played every part, and he's done a few different things where he plays every part. To he has that one uh, like a twenty-five minute song called "Play," and mm-hmm. he plays all the parts. So okay. he's he's yeah. musically talented at everything. He's just not known for it with his time in Nirvana, but he, That's um, true. but I want, but I want him in the band because he can sing. So he'd be on the bass. So no, no disrespect to, you know, Chris and Ben Shepard and all of them, but, um, I'm putting Dave Grohl on the bass because, wow. um, maybe, maybe he'll pop back and play. Maybe he'll have two drummers at times. I don't know. I don't know what the band is going to be. They can do whatever uh, they want. They can do whatever they want. So we got Dave and Dave, uh, taking the, taking care of the rhythm section. And then, um, for my guitarist, it was just a tough one. And I went with Jerry Cantrell, um, obviously, be, for his ability to sing, uh, his his ability oh, to so make you're awesome riffs. A little bit. You're gonna you're gonna get him in there. I see what you're <laughs> I doing. Had to, had to, so Jerry can do it all, um, and I think that 
he would be, I don't know, he'd be a lot of fun to throw with. And like I said, Dave, Dave can do it all. So I think that's super versatile. And then um, for front man, this is tough. And I kind of went against um, the idea that, uh, you know, more, well, I went with Chris Cornell because, and I want, but I'm not going to give him a guitar. I'm just going to let him focus on okay. saying, actually, he'll, he'll have a guitar, of course, if, if, if he needs guitar, it. But it's fine. yeah, every, everyone's going to have a guitar, but like, you know, he's going to really focus on just, just lighting up the crowd every night and, okay. and just be, just be an amazing singer. So I'm going Dave, Dave, Jerry, and Chris for my four piece. And the band's name is probably going to be called, um, um, cement stomp or something like that. <laughs> like frog stomp, but cement. And I don't know. Or pavement. I like, I like, no, pavement's I like, already a band. <laughs> I like that a lot. I, and it's really interesting because if you take those lineup of the lineup of the musicians, and if you were to put a different lead, um, you know, lead vocalist yes. in there, it changes the entire dynamic of it. Because yes. I think, you know, if you put, you know, a Cornell fronted band versus if you had Scott Weiland in there, for example, um, you know, and it's tough because they everybody, you know, everybody has their sound. As much as people play the covers and can. Like everybody, a Chris Cornell led band and him singing covers is like you, you, at the end of the day, you got Chris, it's Chris Cornell's like, uh, stamp. It's his voice. Or you got Eddie Vedder's like, it's his voice. It's very, yeah. it's so unique. So, um, front man is very important for this. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris, you're up. All right. Well, this is going to be difficult and I'm, I'm fearful that I am unknowingly going to just put together one of the bands that already existed. Yes, exactly. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of it right now. I'm like, Oh shit. Like I, I kind of can't do that because that would basically just be mad season, but fuck it. I'm, I'm going ahead anyways. Uh, for guitar. Um, this is really hard because it's between Kim and Mike McCready. Yes. Um, yes. I think I'm giving the nod to Kim. Mm hmm. I, 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 totally I just, I just absolutely love Kim Thiel. Um, I'm, I'm really into his music currently. Uh, and it, it kills me to not have Mike McCready in this band. Like it really, it really tears me up inside. Um, for the drums, I'm going to select Eric Kretz from the Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> for no, no other reason than you didn't select anyone from STP. And I don't think I'm going to after this point. Um, so, so Eric Kretz is going to, is, is, is going to join Kim on the stage there. Um, then on the bass guitar, uh, it's, it's a close battle between, uh, uh, Jeff Amon and, uh, Chris Novoselic, but mm -hmm. I think for his songwriting prowess, Jeff is going to get the nod. So, so Love we've that. got, we've got Jeff, we have Eric Kretz and we have Kim Thiel and that only leads the, uh, the individual leading this band. And because you already of the said it wasn't going to be an STP. So it's not going to be Scott. Four. Nope. It's not going to be Scott. So, um, it's going to be Stone Gosser. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's go. Let Stone sing. Could Originally be what Cole. I'd wanted to do, I read the question incorrectly. Could be Jerry. I was going to pick Danita Sparks from L7 to lead this band. Um, oh, but apparently I'm not allowed to do that. Um, I just, I just thought, you know, she's kick ass and that would have been a lot of fun. Um, so you already picked Chris. Um, this is really difficult because this, this changes the band. Um, I think I'm going to pick Eddie Vedder. I think I'm, no, I think I'm going to pick no him. one better than Eddie Vedder. It was good. It was going to be between him or, or, or Lane Staley. Uh, right. But you know, I'm deciding to pick Ed because Ed Ed could play some rhythm guitar if he has to, um, yeah. because everyone's gonna get a guitar apparently. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll give Eric Kretz a guitar. guitar and he can swing it around and play with you know do whatever he needs to do. But that that'd be my band. I'm I'm not happy. Um, I'm not happy with it. Um, 
I think if they were to have a name, it would be something something silly like Plumbers Union or something. Um, That's good. I think that would be that would be pretty quality. <laughs> but yeah, so Plumber Plumbers Union versus Cement Stomp in the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So, do you think that your band would be like pretty heavy then? You know, it's you have very very different songwriters in that band. I mean, between Kim and Jeff, and even Ed, as he, as he's grown as a songwriter, if I could pick, right. I would want Kim to be the uh, the uh, commanding officer of the songwriting. Uh, nice, but I mean, who knows? Once you get those four in the room, maybe Eric Kretz is going to do all of it. Yeah, you just yeah, don't I, know. It would be. Yeah, that's, I was I was wondering I was wondering if you possibly put Kurt as the lead singer because having Kurt lead the band, it's it's I would love to. It's hard to see him make others like another. I was thinking genre. of having Kurt as my guitarist, believe it or not. That'd be cool too. That'd be really. That'd cool. be really cool. To not to have him play a different part than the lead would be pretty interesting to see. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was a good one. That, that was, was fun. pretty good. So I have I have another good question to follow up with, uh, completely unrelated but equally as important. Um, we had someone ask, "When is the Big Lebowski episode coming?" Am I uh, the yes. only one who gives a fuck about the rules? And no, you are not, because this is a league game. This determines who gets to, into the next round, Robin. I was gonna, I was gonna uh, follow up with the same an, another set of questions because, I mean, the rug really tied the room together, did it not? I mean, the rug, Donnie, please, Donnie, come on. I mean, we had multiple people come in with questions from the Big Lebowski, which is and huge. It's a good, you love yeah. to see it. This is huge. I love how we're marrying the two Grunge Bible and the Big Lebowski as our as our flagship movie. And you're right, we haven't done a podcast um, about it yet. I think we're just we, saving we, it. We've because, been dangling that carrot in front of everyone well, for quite a long time. And you know why, Chris? Because you know, once we do it, then what are people going to stick around for? They already got right. the coup de, de grace. Like it's the only thing they, that keeps them coming back. Yeah, is, people is are waiting episode, for that Big Lebowski promise. episode. Yeah, so maybe. Um, you know what we should do? Maybe we'll drop it when, like, when's the anniversary? Do we know? I oh, I date. believe it's sometime in August. It came out, I think, in August of '98. Um, so we got a lot. I mean, that's we, a lot of time. Then, yeah, we <laughs> if have, we wanted to we, wait till then, we have eight months. So uh, to answer uh, the collective questions about the Big Lebowski, it is on the way. It's honestly one of the episode ideas that's in the hopper that I'm most excited about. Um, so it, you know that it's 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 going to be coming, but it's going to be like a four hour long episode. So. We might just rewatch the movie and talk about it the uh, the whole t- like you know just go scene by scene. Have you ever seen the drinking game related to the Big Lebowski? There's two of them. 100%. There's one where you we dr- done it. There's one where you drink every time <laughs> someone drops an f bomb because there's like 285 of them in the movie or something. The other yeah. one is you have to do every substance that Everything the dude they do. does. <laughs> Which means that halfway through the movie, you have to roofie yourself. You do have to roofie yourself. That is that is true because Jackie Treehorn was treating objects like objects women, like- man. So um, that 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 one is is definitely coming. It has to. The drinking game? No, 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 gonna, no. I, gonna, I, 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 I don't want to do that game. <laughs> I'll do the first. Uh, I'll do the one where you drink every time they drop an f bomb. I I will not do the uh, certainly not on a podcast. <laughs> Well, Chris, um, you know, side note, and just to interrupt, uh, we get this—we're seeing each other this week. We're we actually are seeing getting each other this week. We're getting together, so we're recording this early in the week, and we're actually going to get together um, tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night already. We're going to see yeah. each other in New York. We're getting together for—we're uh, meeting up with the, one of our guests. So we had Eric Lederman has um, invited us to the show, and we're going to go and hang out and. Uh, 
Yeah, Chris, we, we, we need to do like an Instagram live. Ho- hopefully, you know, we'll do something together. Yeah, we we'll, have we'll, to, we'll, right? we'll have some time, maybe maybe tomorrow night or Wednesday morning yeah. before the taping. But uh, um, that, that'll be coming. And uh, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we will have uh, connected ev- with everybody uh, through that venue. But so I'm, maybe I'm excited to I was see say, maybe, maybe we watch The Big Lebowski tomorrow. <laughs> maybe we do. That would be, <laughs> we, can if we, we can if we want. You we can do whatever we, do whatever we want. want. It's great. If I want to watch a movie, I'm going to watch a movie. Absolutely. All right. Let's see. Let's see. What's the next one? Yeah, let's let's move on here. Here's a good question as it relates to us. Where would you be if you did not have a grunge Instagram and podcast? Oh yeah, I did see that one. I don't know, Chris. It's actually it it's a more relevant question than than I think a surface level because if we didn't have this, that means that we'd have a, a lot more time over the years to do something else. So I'm assuming that there would be I'd probably better, I'd probably would, I don't know, have better sleep or something. Or I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd you'd probably have, have some, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I just think that I'd make more there money. would be something. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be farther along in my career. Uh, I don't know. Where, where do you think you would be? I, I don't know because I, I, I know myself better than to assume that every, all the time that I've spent on grunge Bible, I would have spent in a productive fashion. I, I don't think that's true. Um, I also don't think I would be working the full-time job right now that I'm working. Uh, so oh, that's I think interesting. my social media experiences, I think, uh, were were helpful in, in uh, me not only getting yeah. my current job working in, in, in media, but also um, kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Um, I do think that we would still have remained close friends. I, I don't think yeah. that was a variable at that point. Um, but... I don't know. It's it's a good question. Um, this this page is You're right. Fun. It could have affect could have affected our friendship. I mean, yeah. not in a negative maybe way, but maybe we won't be friends. as close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'd be closer. Uh, maybe I'd have a girlfriend at the time. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we would be successful in in that realm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Who's to say? I wouldn't have it any other way, though, right? No, this, this is fun. I would. Nah, this I would have fun. less followers on Instagram, and as we know, that is the most important thing. So, yeah. Um, you know, we haven't ever really. I mean, neither of us are above twenty five hundred, which is pretty funny. No, no, we're still we, fairly we keep grassroots. It, we, yeah, we're underground still, which is cool. Um, yeah. God, I like this question. Um, what is your second favorite AIC song? So this implies <laughs> that um, one either they don't want to know our top song or they assume that it's wood. I'm assuming that they just assume that it's wood. Is the crazy thing song. for me, wood isn't even in my top five. I don't think. No way. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't not. love the song, to be honest with you. Like, I, I really don't. Um, so my is. second favorite, you know, what is what is not number one? I I don't really know what number one would be. So I'm just gonna spitball and say that my second favorite Alice in Chains song is um, "Don't Follow." I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The fuck should I know? <laughs> I know. I was. Gonna say, it's it's probably not Rooster. Uh, probably not wood. Maybe I stay away. Yeah, I do like maybe, that one. Might be my maybe, favorite song. Maybe though. frogs. <laughs> um, not, nutshell. Nutshell. Is it sunshine? I think I've, I've always liked sunshine. That's a good one. I think I've been on record saying nutshell might be my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, the funny thing. Like we did an episode, I think where we ranked our top. I have no idea what my order was. Um, I know. It changes. Well, it changes so much. Yeah, it changes with the wind, man. 
it's so funny though when people ask you like what is your favorite and if you're not like thinking about it directly you're just like uh all of them you really it's hard to it's hard to say when you're put on the spot well i, don't I feel know, like it yeah, is yeah and like i don't know what everybody angry chair right who who knows um what mood am i in killer is me you know no excuses. I mean, come oh, on, no got excuses, me wrong. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's got to yeah. be the So the funny thing, like, I have to, I have to wonder, because I don't spend any time contemplating what my favorite songs are from these bands. So is that something that people do? Do people sit down and they're like, "Wow, I really need to think of what my favorite Pearl Jam song is and go out and defend it on the internet." Um, I, I just, I just don't know. Like, I haven't, I've never really spent a whole lot of time doing that. Um, so that's why it's it's so hard for me to choose uh, when when we're asked these questions or when we're giving these lists because it's honestly difficult for me to compile these lists because I don't really mm-hmm. put much value into or stock into you know figuring out what my favorite ones are. I don't know if it's my favorite. I'm probably going to listen to it most. So I don't know what my most listened to AIC song is. It depends on my mood, and like I, you said. And I, I love that. I love that it's hard to pick too. I mean, I think yeah, that's a, yeah. a good. I mean, that's a, how, how could that's you a great pick? sign. That's a great sign of a good band is when it's impossible to, to tell which is your favorite, which is your favorite album, you know, and it goes in waves, as they say. Yeah, exactly. It's not not like a not like a one hit job. Um, which, this is which is um, totally fine, you know. Yes, go ahead. So um, this this song I feel like is is definitely right up your alley because I know you've you've watched extensively the Ledbetter performances over the years. And they do vary a lot. And uh, the question was, where, what year was Eddie's worst uh, Ledbetter performance? So, um, <laughs> is there one that sticks out to you that you well, can remember you watching? Me, and being let me like, compile. Let me consult my my <laughs> intricate logging of all of Eddie Vedder's Yellow Ledbetter performances here. And he's got um, a book. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I think. I mean, I'm I'm definitely preferential to some of the some of the older ones. A, a lot of them from the 2000s, I think, were super cool. Um, so I I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that his worst one is probably like, I don't know, from like a 2013 concert in Hartford, Connecticut, or something. I think he just totally mailed <laughs> you heard it, it here in. first. He was already there a, it is. Wa- a bottle and a half of wine deep, and he just wanted to get out of there. And Mike Mike just gave us a stock performance. I I don't know what the worst one. Is um, some of my favorite ones. Uh, one of my favorites is from 2003 um, at a show in State College, Pennsylvania. Um, and at the time, the United States was in the Iraq War, and um, one of the uh, I think one of the light techs was in uh, the National Guard, and they got called up and they got deployed. And this was like the week after this person got deployed, and they changed the lyrics and made it relate to um, you know the military and you know. And it was it was something to the effect of like you know as long as he's not coming home in a box or a bag uh, you know they sent him off to fight for the flag and they were just talking about you know the challenges of that and you know uh, not to get too deep but just the the deception that you know governments will will deploy to you know get people to go off to to war and, and things like that and I've always found that to be a particularly good um, uh, good good performance of of Ledbetter but as for the worst. I don't know. Your your guess is as good as mine, unless unless <laughs> anyone out there has a horror story of Ledbetter where you know something catastrophic happened. But I don't know. Yeah, I want to know why. I want to know uh, why they asked that question. Yeah, the, rash, the rationale behind that question eludes me. Uh, but a lot of things elude me, so that's not really that. Um, maybe they have one in mind. You know, maybe yeah, there's something we don't know. Exactly. Out there, which is entirely possible. Which we, we need. To, we entirely need to know. true. I want to write an yeah, expose now, on Yellow Ledbetter. Well, now I'm now I'm now I'm interested, you know. 
Yeah, you've, you've, you've got my attention and my curiosity. Um, this next question is important, uh, and it's it, some could say that it's foundational to this show. Um, somebody mm-hmm. asked the question, what is your theme song? Is mm-hmm. it royalty-free music? It's so good. Even the original was good. Even the original. Even the original. What, does, well, does the original sometimes suck and then, you know, and then it gets better? Usually it's the other way around. The original is the best and everything goes bad after that. It's true. I, I guess I actually didn't even realize. So we've had we've had two intro songs. So kudos to the person asking um, yeah. that long time listener you know, because we don't we, we got rid of the first one like ten episodes in or twenty episodes in. Yeah, I think Drew Drew. Okay, so yeah, cat's out of the bag. Our producer Drew McFadden, he's awesome. Uh, shout out to you, Drew, or fuck you. Uh, we say both. They mean fuck the same you, thing. And um, you know, he actually is a very talented uh, producer, as you know. But he also makes music, and he made both of the intros for us. So, um, you know. They're not by any big band. They're just by our guy Drew, and yeah, he did a great job. And he made two great ones, and I think he's gonna make another one. He he was he was threatening to um, a few times, you know, keep it uh, keep it spicy. But we've loved both of them. We've actually really loved our second one. Um, it works really well. So that's just our buddy Drew, and uh, I I told him we got to do something with it so people can listen to it like the full version. Yeah, make a though- full version, absolutely. Because apparently the the ears are out there. Um, so. Um, this this is royalty free. Yeah. Um, not for long. Uh, we need some, he needs some fucking royalties from that, uh, because it's good music. We all do. We all need some royalties. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we're going to get any, but, um, you never know. That's, you never know. You never know. That's true. Maybe, maybe two weeks from now we'll be getting royalties or something's going to happen. Someone's going to sponsor us. Something, something, something's got to happen. Something's got to get, something's in the way. It's hopefully going to be Rainier beer. Um, but we're free agents. If someone wants to swoop in, uh, yeah, you know. guys, if you want, if you guys want us to talk about something for you, we're Chris, we're ready to sell out, dude. <laughs> you pay me, a, you pay me an amount of money. F- I'm willing to say whatever you want. Honestly, dude, if someone would just sponsor uh, like a drink uh, for me to hold up and have ev- like a free drink every time I did this podcast, I'd yeah. I'd do it. And whatever that company's rival is, I'll, I'll slander. Um, and guys, I'm, I'm this good is your chance. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, we'll slander. I'm a mercenary. We'll, Guys, we're we're gonna we're gonna take off here in twenty twenty two. Get on get on early. It's like Bitcoin back in the you know, back when it was super cheap. Um if you want to be a sponsor, it's gonna pay off in the long run. So we're ready. Exactly. We're gonna go to the moon like Dogecoin. To the moon. That's and exactly. Crunch Bible. Hopefully without the plummet afterwards. <laughs> uh, but hey, who's, hey man, who's to I'm say? okay with the plummet after because at least we peaked, you know. Not everybody peaks. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Here's here's a good question here. Uh, I think it's a it's a fairly common common question asked of music fans. Um, but Ethan Shalloway, if you could only listen to one band for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah, I saw I saw that question. Um, this is this is um, I don't want to say it. This is like a trick question because this is a, this is t- totally a trick question. Like I almost believe it or not, like do I pick something that. I don't know a lot about like I almost just want to pick like I almost want to pick the Grateful Dead because I'll never run out of music now are they my favorite band at the time no um, but I know that I'll have literally days of music and years of music to kind of sift through so that is true so uh, what band do I want to listen to the rest of my life uh, I mean no no band really but <laughs> I'm going to go left field and I'm going to say the Grateful Dead I'm going to say wow. that uh, <laughs> yeah and May, that's simply because uh, there's just so much music uh, in there, and I do, I do. Um, it is a feel good music for me. I do listen to it, and 
and just I'm generally pretty happy, uh, you know, at least for a little bit. So I, I'd imagine that my admiration for them would grow a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Grateful Dead. Um, I don't really know, you know, I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do know why, but like, it's just it's pretty random. Uh, Chris, uh, what do you think? Oh man, um, I honestly don't have the um, current uh, depth of, of mental acuity to kind of give a legitimate or nuanced answer to this, to be honest with you. So I'm just going to pick a band that I know nothing about and that as of right now, I, I don't really think that I like very much. Um, give me the germs for the rest of my life. There just, you go. just lay it on me. I, <laughs> I don't know why. Awesome. But that was, it. um. wait, was Pat Smear in that? Pat Smear was. was. And Pat Smear. I don't know Dave if you know this. Pat Smear. No, David Grohl was in Scream. And Pat, Pat, Pat Smear, Smear was in Nirvana. Oh, I almost put him in. I almost put him in my band uh, when I was making it. I was like, absolutely, bring, bring him in. I want him doing everything. I love how Pat Smear shows up. Like, dude, he's awesome. You know, he's fucking yeah, awesome. He is, he is. He is awesome. He's so good, dude. I was just um, I was just hanging out with uh, some friends on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Engelman and and the Andes, and we were talking about music, of course, and um, talking about the Foo Fighters, and because one Certainly. of his one of his sons is, at a young age, you know, list, his first time listening to the Foo Fighters, and that's all he wants to listen to. Wow. He just loves them because he's yeah, because that's how when you first learn about these bands, the first time listening to the Foo Fighters, so much good music um, from them. Well, and the cool thing is and, uh, when you first get uh, into something. Like you, you don't understand the the rhetoric around it, or you don't understand that like it might not be cool. Because like there's there's a prevailing opinion now that's gaining steam. I think that like oh the Foo Fighters are dad rock and they're they're boring and you know why are you listening to them? But honestly, like I don't know. When you're at an age before you you're aware of that stuff, I mean you listen to whatever you want to. That's that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and it came up though. So the, the guitarist in uh, Foo Fighters, Chris, uh, Shiflet, he was, um, we were talking about like, the origin of the band and how he got, you know, Dave got Taylor, uh, to be a part of it. And, yeah. and I guess Chris, um, Chris was, he was talking to his, his manager and I guess he had a, an open invitation to be the guitarist with, uh, to join Guns and Roses. No kidding. And he was like, That's yeah. And he was like, ship. Well, he knew not. He knew not to get on. He was like, "No, please don't." He's like, "But I know the Foo." He's like, "But the Foo Fighters are looking for guitars." He's like, "Please get me an interview with them. I want to join Dave Grohl." <laughs> so he was like, "Thanks for the uh, the offer, but no, I don't want to join Guns N' Roses. Can you get me in with the Foo Fighters?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I love that. Well, Ethan, That's let great. me ask you: if if you had to go to work every day with <laughs> Axl Rose or Dave Grohl, who are you picking? <laughs> no, no question, Dave Grohl. <laughs> No question. And Taylor, dude, I mean, I mean, yeah, and those guys are just, yeah. those guys are, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all we have right now as far as in the rock world, the kind of, the, I don't know. The Not for long until Plumber's still, Union takes the stage. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's it, man. Plumber's um, Union. <laughs> I have another question. Um, I actually don't know this about you, um, but the prereq to this question, were you a video game guy growing up? I was. I um, of course I played. I played video games. Um, yeah, growing up, I had the N sixty four. Had the PS one. I, I don't think I okay. had the PS two. Switched over to Xbox and Halo, uh, and then. But my gaming ended with Call of Duty four and Halo three yep. um, on the Xbox three sixty. So I played a lot of those two. Totally. Um, and then uh, once me and my brother, we got to the Gold Cross fifty five and Call of Duty, and we were pretty. We were pretty good. We were not like super great, but it was right when. I mean, I, in my eyes, I feel like gaming 
was at its sweet spot when we were in high school. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's Call, it's Call all, of Duty 4. It's all a wasteland now. And then, but then like a ton of games came out and I couldn't keep up and I didn't buy the new systems. And then I just stopped. I like stopped cold turkey. I didn't, I didn't take it to college. I didn't play any games in college like kids did. Like mm-hmm. I just, that stuff didn't interest me. So it pretty much stopped right out of high school. I was, I, it was done. We had the, the Xbox stayed at the house and I left and I didn't, I didn't want to buy a new one or keep up with all the games and shit. So, um, so yeah, I'm my, now I love a good game, of course, but I, I have not played in a long time. So yeah. How about you? Do you have, were you probably, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess you're similar. Yeah. I, I was a gamer. Um, I was, I was a child. Um, I forget how old, but, um, for Christmas, my brother and I got a PlayStation two. So it must've been, I don't know, 2003 or 2004 or something. So we had that, and then we went from that, uh, and then we got the the Xbox 360 a couple of years after it came out. And similarly to you, like I, I used to play a fair amount, um, but then my Xbox, I think it was, I was a senior in high school, and mine, it died. It got the, uh, what was it? Red the, Ring of The Death. Red Ring, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got that, that, and then that was pretty much it for me, and I didn't own another one until very recently. Um but yeah, I was, you know, for probably seven or eight years, I just, um, you know, if somebody had one and they were having like a tournament on a Saturday afternoon in college, you know, I'd hop in or whatever. I w- wasn't very good. But now now I have a, I think a PS4. Yeah, because the new one's the five. Yeah, I don't have the five. Um, right. I have the four. And I'll, I'll play, I, I, I only play usually if I'm playing like with my brother or something. Um, I, right. I haven't touched it probably. And I will say, I, I do like the... Uh the online aspect of playing with old friends. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, good social aspect, you know, it, it is, it is a really good way to stay in touch. I know there's, I mean, really close friends. Are, yeah. They just all play together and it's a good way to stay talking. So, um, yeah. if you're not in like a fantasy football league or other stuff to keep people close from distance. Totally. Um, totally. It's pretty, it's pretty viable. So, you know, no knock on the gamers. No, out there exactly. Sure. I, I think, it, I mean, if that's, if that's, if that's what you enjoy, I mean, super cool for you. So anyways, this question, which by the way, was asked by our patron, Brian Castillo Fajardo. Um, so thank you, Brian. Um, Cheers. He wants, he wants to know, uh, are there any video games that you want to see come back? Um, yeah. From, this from is, the um, past. Again, this is a tough question, and uh, in the sense that when when you say come back, like go back to the heyday. Like if I could go back to the heyday of a game, like I mean, Call of Duty Four heyday was like great. I mean, I don't know yeah. what it's like right now in the, in the, but I feel like I always I always appreciated games that had a clear cut ending um, mm-hmm. to like the story mode and stuff. And I feel like there's a lot of expansions and, and, and people just keep adding levels like like Clash of Clans. We used to play that. Um, oh man, I accidentally just, opened that the other day on my phone. I, I gazed over my old village. Yep, collected the collected the gold and the elixir. I I'm did, glad I you did, still I have it. I did collect it, yes. <laughs> Bought a few new walls. Um, like that one, like I really loved the heyday of Clash of Clans, but then they just kept adding, like I always wanted to get to the end, but they kept adding new it's stuff so you could keep playing. Or like Angry Birds. Remember Angry Birds? I do remember, remember Angry that, Birds. Yep. Was so, it was so much fun getting to the end. But now there's like, I don't even know, there's probably millions of levels you for Angry Birds. You coming back. Yeah, you can't beat it. So no. I was trying to bring back the heyday. I mean, I definitely love like Super Smash Brothers Melee and uh, Call of Duty 4. Played a lot of those. And mm-hmm. even Halo 3. Like those games were um, great. I mean, they, this guy, yeah, he said Paper Mario or and the Thousand Year Door X. I'm not sure what that is, but Paper Mario like goes back even. I guess that's probably a GameCube game, but right. I don't know what what game what game would you bring back? Um, there's there's two that come to mind. Um, number one is the first game I ever got, and it was uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Two. 
Um, oh yeah. And um, and we got the PlayStation Two, and that was I think we got that, and we got a baseball game for for Christmas. And and I just I, I would like to go back uh, and experience that again. Not because I think it was an overly amazing game, but just because of the experiences I had made it into my yeah. in my head to be a great yep. game. I just remember, you know, Saturdays oh. and snow days, like playing with my brother, like, you know, 1v1. And, and we used to like, oh, like you lead a lap, I lead a lap until like yeah. I, I chicken shitted him at the end to try to win or whatever. And I just had a lot of fun with that. The other one. That's um, awesome. Is, uh, well, I don't know, either. That gives me, that, that makes me think of two games, but go ahead. Yeah. Um. Either I guess Modern Warfare Two or Call of Duty Black Ops, just because of like the yeah, social Black element. So this was before we had driver's licenses, and my friends lived all over the state because I went to a private school. So you know we used to play together, you know, four, five, six of us or whatever, and and go and do that. You know, sometimes on the weekends because we didn't have social lives back then. Um, so I, I guess I, I would pick I would pick one of those uh, those games. Um, since you brought up Need for Speed, I, I played a lot of uh, Burnout. I did really Burnout too. Oh yeah, I, I'm vaguely familiar with it. Yes, where like you, they had like there was different um, styles. One was called Rampage, or uh, where you I think it was called Rampage, where you just go and you try to create the most dis- destruction. Um, you can't so you'd crash your car on purpose and you uh, have to I'm hit into certain that. things and, and and you just yeah as a young kid and so Burnout and also um, Tony Hawk Pro Skaters too. Because that has both a good soundtrack, had, doesn't it? Yep, and so does Burnout. They both had. Oh, I actually shit. learned a lot of a lot of my music interest. Um, and back in the like back in the day when it wasn't so like you know, no Spotify, no necessarily like the streaming services. Um, soundtracks were huge, and like you yes. know, the NFL 2K games or the Madden games, yeah, like those Madden, soundtracks. Madden 04 and MVP Baseball 2005. I still go back and I listen to those uh, those playlists of of the um, of the soundtracks. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Tony Hawk, uh, great, great. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Muir BMX had a really good one too. Yeah, that I, I like listen to. And Burnout had an awesome soundtrack, just super high intense. So totally. uh, those those two games for the soundtrack aspects were excellent. Yeah, that's great. Those are some wholesome questions. I it's been a little while since we've done a Q and A, and um, the um, the listeners and the followers did not disappoint. I mean, they never do, um, but we're starting twenty twenty two off on a particularly strong note. Um, so if, if I think there's yeah, I was gonna say there's one more question that'll that'll take us right to uh, right into our next segment. But someone said, uh, you know, are there any songs that you want to start off 2022 and give some recommendations? So I think that goes great into our song of the week. So we can talk about, uh, yeah, songs for 2022, song wow, picks to start that. the year. Yeah, I know. perfect. So uh, do you have a song of the week or do you have a song that you're taking into 2022 uh, pretty, pretty excited about? As a matter of fact, I do have a song of the week. It's funny that you mentioned that. It's almost as if we've done 42 of these and... All for you to end with a with a song that is curated by us. But yes, my song of the week, uh, I believe it was released as a single on Christmas Eve, and um, it is by an artist named Danielle Durack, and uh, she released an album oh, yeah. in I think in January of 2021 uh, called No Place, which was fantastic. It was one of my favorite albums of the year, um, and she released on Christmas Eve a cover of ABBA's Dancing Queen. And this is important because I fucking hate that song. I can't stand (laughs) it. I think it's a terrible song. I don't like ABBA. I don't like that type of music. But Danielle's version, um, I wasn't aware that that song could make me feel sad and broken. 
and her version does both of those things to me, and it is awesome. Um, I, I I have that that problem where I really like music that hurts me, um, and and right. this one this one was just um, I don't know. It was it was sobering, contemplative, and um, just jarring on 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 the best of levels. Um, so that's that's my song of the week, uh, which that's that's important because of my first one of the year. Um, but it is going to be the cover of Dancing Queen by Danielle Durack. That's awesome. I love I love a good cover, and I'm excited to go listen to that. Yeah, she really um, made it her own and presented it in a way that I didn't think it could be presented in, which is always super cool and really impressive when people can do that because that's a song that. I think most people know. So like that takes that takes uh, some gall yeah. to go in and be like, yeah, like that song, I'm covering that. You know, that's like if somebody were to make a a good cover of September by Earth, Wind and Fire or something. It's yeah. just, it's just it's universally known. Do. It's not an easy thing to do. And she did it. She did it. She I'm excited to go listen to that. It's yeah, on man. the list now. It's Absolutely. on it's on the playlist. Um Yeah, I guess for um see what I've been listening to recently. I've been listening to a lot of, um, you know, since I spent some time in Finland yep. um, and I've been listening to a lot of music with um, a lot of like, well, was like Russian music and different, different languages. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting when you listen to uh, music that you don't understand the lyrics because um, it's like a, just another sound. It's not really, you know, lyrics and like vocals are, they sound good, but if you don't understand the words, it's like another like instrument in a way. Totally. So it's, so there's like a whole new realm and and I was talking to um you know, one of the Finnish guys and basically uh they listen to uh, they have a whole different lineup of music that they listen to because they you know they understand it and stuff. So um I I'm not going to use one of those songs as my song of the week but I I have been listening to a lot of that recently but I have also been listening to a lot of like just um uh how do I say like um house music and kind of deep deep tracks or deep like music instrumental tracks and the song that i'm gonna go with is i sent it to you but it's called you've you've changed i've changed by san holo and it's just i like this one yeah it's a really it's just a really big song and it's like it has a solid a little not a ton of lyrics but just enough that you know it's just like you've changed i've changed and that's kind of cool and it has that like the song kind of it's like it's it's its own lyrics. The instrument instrumental is its own lyrics. You know what I mean? It tells a story by just kind of the builds and stuff. So uh, I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna put it on the list. And I like it's, that it's a really lot. solid. I remember. Yeah. I remember when you you shared it with me and I listened and I liked it enough that I listened to it like six or seven times just in a row. And you yeah. just described it perfectly. Um, it is a big song and it does kind of build and everything like that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I like that pick a lot. I like that. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Makes sense. You know, that you're we have similar interests. Yeah, I, I do love. I do love. Um, you know, some people, some people hate when people, when other people, uh, use their story to post a song that they're listening to. Yeah. Um, but I love it. You know, I like putting it on there. I like when people do it because I like, like I said, I like when you do it. So then I listen oh, to I, it. You've I done, love it. I, I love. You listen to a few of my. People. I've discovered yeah. a lot of good music that way. So you know, if you're if you're out there keep keep posting that stuff people yeah. everyone, everyone says people who say they don't care are are shitheads they don't know what they're talking about yeah because we and care. you've done that a few times where i'll post it and you and you like swipe up and you're like great song and i'm like thanks for noticing <laughs> i was like yeah i'm like that's why i put it on handshake so, meme activated <laughs> exactly so i think that um yeah it's very important to keep posting your songs on your stories um for the few people that uh click it because totally. it's fun 
I mean, yeah, that's why the rap. That's why the rap. Like you fun. said, the I mean, rap. None of us, you know, yeah. this. If if we're not having fun, you know, we're not having anything. That's why music rocks, you know. Yeah, music fucking rocks. Um, I just realized something came to mind that I would be remiss if I did not mention it today here on this podcast, and it was some big news that came uh, during the month of December as it relates to podcasting. Mm. You can now rate podcasts on Spotify. You called it, Chris. Yeah, you called it. It's fucking. You it's, told them it's huge. They, listen. they listened to me. I, I I messaged Mr. Spotify and I said, uh, you know, Mr. You know, William B. Spotify, please. Uh, you know, please let us, please let people do this. You know, you gotta see what the rating is. So they listened, um, Mr. Spotify responded and said, yes, Chris, uh, this way, you know, people can rate your podcast. That is makes so much sense. Thank you for the, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. So we had, we had a good back and forth there and, uh, needless to say, if you go on, um, I don't think it's on desktop yet, but if you listen via your mobile device, if you go to the homepage of the podcast, right at the, up at the top, there will be a starred value. And we, we currently have 31 ratings on Spotify already, and we carry a five-star rating. So go ahead. If you click on that, you can, you can tap however many stars, one to five that you would like to give us. Um, if you listen to us and if you listen to a lot of episodes, we would really appreciate a five-star rating but be honest if if you know if we're doing three-star work two-star work please let us know um yeah that's super great uh so we're really happy that spotify has decided to listen to us and us alone i'm sure nobody else uh nobody else wanted that so everyone can thank us uh for that development (laughs) so go ahead and do that uh if you're listening on apple podcasts please go ahead uh subscribe there as well uh leave leave a review if uh if if you feel like we're reviewable which i hope after 43 episodes in case you haven't heard uh i hope we are reviewable and uh that you have some some things to say about what you like and what you don't like and same goes for youtube go ahead and subscribe and comment and um that keeps the uh, the big wheel turning round. Yep, share and subscribe. I mean, that helps. It helps get get the uh, get the Grunge Bubble podcast out in the world. Helps people find it, and we're all about that. We're all about uh, sharing the what we think is a decent podcast. Absolutely, because it is. I mean, you know, I think it's keep, decent. I think it's yeah, more it's decent. decent. I ha- I've had like uh, you said, it's a week. shitty it's a shitty cup of coffee that yeah, you. But it's pretty good. So I had yeah. uh, I had somebody so keep coming back. I had somebody this past week who I'm I'm friends with in real life, um, who I've never had a conversation with about Grunge Bible or the Grunge Bible podcast. Uh, they came up to me and they said, "Hey, I listened to your podcast. It's pretty good," <laughs> which was great because I I don't know Thanks. I don't know how they found out about it, but they did. Uh, you know, pretty pretty good is good. I like that. Oh yeah, I mean just the fact that they had the you know they took the time to say it. That's always. Uh... That means that it was good, you know. No matter what they say, if someone, because I always think that, like, I mean, if I take the time to go tell somebody in person, I mean, that's that's a big step. Yeah, or at 100%. least it, you know it's important to them a little bit. So yeah, absolutely. So before we close up shop, um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, do we have any uh, uh, music New Year's resolutions there, Mister Shalloway? Yes, thank you for circling back. Um, the New Year's New Year's resolution for me for music is going to be, I think it's time, dude. I, I need to get myself, I don't have a record player. I haven't had a record player <laughs> all, this, all this time. I know you have one and, and everybody that I talked to, and I've stayed Fire away. Fire up, good buddy. I've stayed away for so long because I know that, uh, you know, once you once you have it, yeah, you got to start buying records. And then And you got to, you, you have, you know, cases of records because you want, 
you know, everything for you, you know, you need that certain record for that certain moment. And when it comes up, you need to have it. So, um, but I think it's time. I think it's time. I finally get myself a record player and I kind of dive into the vinyl side of things. Um, and just so just, um, I think it's a little bit, it's just an easy way to show support for bands, um, rather than just listening to the stuff and give me something to hold on to. So yeah, I'm late to the game. Uh, I know it's a lot of people would expect me to have it by this time, but you know what? It's okay. Everybody comes comes around their own time. So I'm getting a record player, Chris. There's no better time. It. There's no better time than now. Um, how about you, Chris? Any New Year's resolutions for listening to music? Oof. Um, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of listening to music right now. Yeah. Uh, so I, 100. You know, not to not to compliment myself too much, but I, I think I'm I think I'm doing well. Um, I I should probably listen to my records more. Um, I don't often mm-hmm. do it just because. Um, it's easy to just stream. Um, I would like to support artists better financially. Um, I'm I'm in the best spot um, relative to the last few years uh, to be able to do that. I think that's important. Um, so that's something I would like to do. If I find a record that I really like, I, I would like to purchase it directly from them, uh, if yeah. possible, and and try to you know make make habit out of that. Um, otherwise, I would like to. Uh, it's hard to put a number on it um, because I don't know what the year holds, but I think we should, during 2022, we need to interview at least 10 musicians. Uh, we have, oh, yeah. um, and we, we have That'll 52, happen. we have 52 weeks this year. It's gotta be at least 10. Uh, so we, we gotta get that rolling. Um, maybe 12, one, one a month, um, maybe more than that. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe 50. Um, but I think, I think that's something that we have to do. Um, but those are kind of the focus areas for me, I would say. Yeah. I think it's our due our due diligence. That's why we. I think that's why we have this podcast. That's yeah, where man. that's where it's coming. Uh, that's where, where that's where it's going to the uh, to help out those bands. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's exciting. Both of the, everything's exciting. You know, twenty 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 two has um, you know it's looking up. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be there with you. I'm excited to be uh, amongst all of the listeners, and uh, we'll keep this rolling. And uh, for everyone who spent the last hour with us, thanks a bunch. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, I hope that this year brings everything that you're hoping it does uh, directly to you. And uh, we're going to try to continue to be a part of your lives if uh, you're so kind enough to let us in. Amen to that. Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure as always. And we look forward to seeing you guys next Friday for another episode of the podcast. Rock and roll, Chris. Rock and roll, everyone. Stay heavy. Take care. (laughs) Epic. Awesome. This is the good one. Take one. I just need to, uh, I'm trying to turn, yeah, I want to turn off my auto lock on my phone so I can just have the questions up. All right, fuck it. I am ready. The first episode of 2022. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome back. (laughs) Shit, I was going to say motherfuckers. (laughs) Well, I'm in the studio, so I don't want to, I actually don't want to curse like that. that loud. <laughs> no, I haven't cursed for 22 years. <laughs>
back, Chris. We're back. It's 2022. 20,